Welcome to Tramlines, a podcast from Agri. I'm your host, Tony Smith, putting your questions to the experts. In this episode, I'm talking to Mark Thomas from the Farming Community Network and Petra Martin from Agri. Farming is facing a period of change, perhaps not seen since the late 1940s, with policy and financial concerns, as well as the challenges of producing food with the growing unpredictability of our weather. The pressure on those working in the industry is enormous, but help and advice is on hand. Today we're going to find out how the Farming Community Network and Agri can help and what they are doing to help us to manage change. So good morning to you, Mark. Hello, Tony. Good to be with you and Petra this morning. And good morning, Petra. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Mark. So absolutely delighted to be with you uh, both today. Uh, if I could start with you first, Mark, uh, tell us a bit about what you do at the Farming Community Network. Sure. Uh, yes, Tony. Well, I'm um, Head of Services for FCN. Um, and FCN is a voluntary organisation and a charity. Um, and we exist really to help improve the health and well-being of people who work within farming, the farming industry, um, and to provide support uh, during times of change and at difficult, difficult times that people face. Thanks, Mark. And I'd really like to delve into that word resilience. What does it really mean? Because it's talked about so much, isn't it? Uh, Petra, uh, you head up health and safety at Agri. Uh, what does that entail? Tell us more. How do I describe what I do without going into the technical health and safety side? Uh, I mean, basically what I'm doing at Agri is helping lead the strategy in terms of everybody's health, well-being, safety, um, and how, how we're going forward with that. I mean, uh, so we've, we've always been in, the, in a pretty good place, um, but we, we are always seeking to improve and hopefully start excelling in some of these areas. And a lot of that is around what we can also offer to our customers, as well as what we're doing internally to look after our employees. Uh, very interesting listening to you both about your, your work. Thinking about the industry as a whole, what are you hearing on the ground about the pressure points? What's, what our business owners, our farmers, our growers are facing every day? Sure, yeah, well, um, clearly, uh, it goes without saying we've just been through two years of um, a huge amount of, of change in people's lives adjusting to the pandemic and clearly that has placed pressures on uh, individuals on farming families um, both from a, a practical point of view um, and also in terms of um, family relationships uh, financial difficulties um, people losing their markets uh, and having to adjust to that. Um, difficulties in um, the practical aspects where people have had to isolate um, and they have sheep flocks to look after, for instance. Um, the other aspect of, of change, of course, is looking ahead and the uh, way that the support system is being um, changed. Um, and over the next uh, five or six years, there'll be significant changes to the income that people receive and the need to adjust to that. So for me, one of the big areas is this constant process of change and the, and the pressures, the stresses that that, that, that causes. Um, so those are kind of the underlying big, big issues for me at the moment. Um, but we, the, the reasons people 
contact FCN are, are, are wide and, and varied. Um, the top three on the list uh, every month would be um, concerns about mental well-being. That's either uh, for the, the person who contacts us or they're concerned about somebody else. And of course, that mental well-being, and we'll probably talk more about this, but um, it is, uh, is quite a wide uh, list of, of different factors. Um, family relationships are always tricky. And I think particularly during lockdown, many families have found that um, uh, the, um, they have difficulties uh, of a number of different types with the, with the uh, families perhaps seeing more of each other than they, they maybe uh, are used to. Um, and then financial concerns. Um, and that, that, is a, that is a regular one. So those, those three issues are, are probably the main ones. Yeah, and uh, listening to you there, Mark, I, I don't want to make an assumption here, but is it fair to say that in agriculture, in farming, we have a huge emotional attachment to what we do in our pride, in developing that herd, in growing that crop, just in what we do? Yeah, pe- people take huge pride in that um, over generations. And on the subject of TB, that obviously that's been in the headlines recently um, due to... Uh, you, you may have seen the stories about the Geronimo, the alpaca. Um, now, that wasn't necessarily a, a typical farming story, but what it highlighted was the, um, the challenges around that particular disease, that the, the emotional aspects that it can cause, the, the, the pain it, it, it uh, leads to. Well, with farming families, it's whole herds of um, cattle that are affected by this that have to be culled. Um, and perhaps lines within that breeding that go back generations in the family. Um, And I I can tell you that it's not just the practical aspect of how TB impacts on the income for the farm. It's actually the emotional attachment that that the whole farming family often has with with those livestock. Yeah, and listening to you, Mark, there talking about farmers and growers, from your perspective, Petra, what sort of pressures are the agronomists and uh, farm advisors under uh, when they go out to do their daily work? I, I think it's twofold, really, or perhaps multiple fold, um, because they obviously work very closely with our customers and have that often very long term relationship with the customers. So all of the pressures that Mark, you've just spoken about there um, will come out in the conversations or come out in relationships. Um, and the agronomist is often one of, uh, certainly in the last 18 months, one of the, f- the few people that have actually been on farm regularly and, and having that, uh, that continued contact with some of the farmers. So our agronomists turn into an on-farm advisor in many senses, I think, um, and which is great. Uh, and we obviously, we, we fully support that and we really want that to, to continue. But we, from my perspective, we also need to be very aware of the additional pressures that puts on the agronomist. So a a lot of change going on in the industry and um, we can't escape that really, can we? But you talked earlier on about the word resilience and developing resilience. But Mark, I wondered if you could sort of define for us, what are we talking about? What do we mean by resilience? Good, good question. I guess we all have our own definitions of it. Um, mine, Tony, I'm afraid, uh, will take people back and there'll be people listening to this or wonder what I'm talking about now. But 
Um, when I was younger, there used to be TV advertisements for something called Ready Break. And um, I guess in a slightly worrying way, um, young children on their way to school had a sort of radioactive glow around them. Um, and to me, that kind of, um, I, I always think of resilience a bit like that. It's a bit of a force field that we're able to build around ourselves. Um, every day, whoever you are, whatever job you're doing, um, there are a variety of stresses that come your way, um, some, some more significant than others. Um, and if you can have that personal force field around you, um, some of those stresses will bounce off rather than uh, hitting home. And, and to me, that's what defines resilience. It, it's giving yourself that, that protection, giving your business that protection to be able to get through more difficult times um, with confidence in a healthy way uh, and to come out the other side. And, and let's say, uh, for me, stress, workplace stress, daily stress um, is a really important uh, thing to try and control for all of us. It's a, it's, I think of it as an entry level mental health issue um, if we can stay on top of uh, daily stress, if we can protect ourselves, if we have that resilience, that radioactive glow that allows us to fend off some of those um, some of those worries, um, it puts us in a much stronger position um, and perhaps avoids us then uh, finding that problems can escalate. Sure. And Petra, with your experience, uh, what can we actually do to build that resilience? I think everybody will have their own ways of building that resilience from a from a very personal standpoint. Um, whether it's giving yourself strategy, yourself strategies, so coping strategies, and when, when you look at the whole mental health picture, um, it is all about that. It is all about coping strategies. Um, it's a, about uh, planning um, because uh, when you talk about resilience, you you need something which which is sits behind that. When something does go wrong, what was, what plans did you make? And if you make robust plans, be it for you know your financial plans your um uh, succession planning mark you mentioned as well or, or, or from my point of view just what do we do if it goes wrong um uh, if you've got those plans in place then you are more likely to be able to to face anything which any challenges which which do come in your direction um and then from uh, from a personal strategy uh, my uh, they teach resilience in schools these days um, they, they never used to and and some of the strategies they they teach children it's as simple as just having a slightly different mindset on things and one of the things I I love from when my children were small um, when they came back and it was just I can't I can't do this um, and, and the the resilient strategy was no you can't do it yet um, and it is just about that mindset um, of, of changing how you view things and and um, where you would start to see opportunities where before you may have some failure um, but it, it's different for everybody um, and everybody's got to seek their own their own way through and, and find their own support and again that's why organizations like FCN are brilliant because that's exactly what you'll do Mark isn't it is is offer a variety of strategies and a variety of different um, sources of advice for support. Yeah, so let's move on to that now, because I've heard you both talking about planning and the value of that. Uh, so, Mark, perhaps you'd like to tell us a little bit more about what you've been doing at the Farming Community Network, which is, I believe, uh, Farm Well and Time to Plan. Tell us more. Sure. Yes, yes, Tony. The, um, so Farm Well is really about um, it, it, it's an online resource. It's free to use. Uh, it contains a huge amount of information um, about 
personal and business resilience, um, how to build those things, what do they mean, how to build them, ideas, tips, articles, case studies on a whole wide range of, of different issues. And, and in particular, um, uh, different periods in one's life, different events that might occur, um, how can how can we approach those things um, with more confidence? So I, I really urge people to have a look at, at Farmwell. It's a very valuable resource. In terms of time to plan, so this was an initiative that we started um, last year. We ran it through the winter. We did six months and we picked a different aspect of planning each month. And the reason for that was that a lack of planning is often uh, a component of many of the reasons that people will call FCN. It might be because something has happened, uh, an accident has occurred, um, something has happened out of the blue and they weren't prepared for it. So that kind of contingency planning, just being ready to be able to deal with, um, I don't like to say the unexpected because you've got to imagine it, it could be expected, but to think ahead as to what might happen if a member of staff wasn't able to, to show up um, uh, or... Uh, um, uh, a member of the family was taken ill or those kind of issues. How, how would you cope? Um, later life planning is another one. Um, and a, a little bit like agronomists never uh, stop being agronomists. Uh, farmers never stop being farmers. Um, they're, they're often living where they have been brought up, where they've worked. So they continue to be involved on the farm. Um, but uh, as um, uh, uh, events take place later in our lives, um, things around um, our physical health, our mental health, um, things around um, perhaps uh, power of attorney, uh, people to make decisions to help you at a point when you might not be able to, um, the whole succession issue. Th those, are, um, th those are planning issues with, that we would encourage people to think about. Um, as well and then things like how do you plan for the changes coming down the line to the support system and mark listening to you that there is so much that uh, a farm business has to think about uh, and petra in terms of helping farmers plan of course you have your team of agronomists and advisors to help yes absolutely um i mean that's that's what we're here for we're here to advise support um and and tailor that advice to each of our customers, um, which again is important. And so with all of this, it's it's all about the, it, whether it's an individual person or an individual farm, uh, what the, the business is in, in terms of its individuality as well. Um, and, and that's why that, you know, that relationship is really important because the, the better understanding you can have about what, what everybody is trying to achieve, then, then absolutely, that's what we're here to do. And thinking about all the trials that you conduct at Agri, that must surely help uh, manage the risk of change uh, for farmers as they look ahead. What do you think? Uh, absolutely, and all, uh, yeah, and and all the changes that are that are still you know coming into the industry, whether that's um, the sustainability side of farming, uh, you know, that's again that's what, you know we're we're out there hopefully leading the field and providing that advice and, and allowing people to 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 plan ahead. Um, to meet those changes sort of head on, yeah. And with all this change happening around us, we could become actually quite fearful, couldn't we? But Mark, to ask you, if, if you're looking ahead, what, what, what do we have to be excited about when it comes to farming? Oh, gosh, um, I, I wish that I was 30 years younger, Tony. I think this is a really exciting time 
um, to be entering uh, our industry. Um, farming is going to be at the heart of some really important societal issues like climate change, food production, energy security, um, the environment, uh, le leisure. Um, it, it, there's the, the opportunities are endless. I think it's going to look very different. Um, but just look at the uh, the high tech technology that's coming in now, which I know I know Agri through its precision farming is is very heavily involved in. Um, I think if you're a, if you're a young person looking for a, a great career to get involved in, what better than to be involved in the production of the food that your country eats and to look after the, the countryside and the environment we all live in? So um, if somebody does need some help, somebody to talk to, uh, some advice, Mark, tell me a bit about the Farming Community Network helpline. It sounds incredible. Yeah, sure. Well, the, the helpline's um, uh, open from 7am to 11pm every day of the year. Um, and there are, there are peaks and troughs in terms of uh, how busy it gets, as you can imagine. Uh, summer months tend to be a quieter period. Uh, we, we get more calls to the helpline during the winter. Make sure there's always somebody there to... Um, to respond, to answer the phone, to be a friendly, non-judging um, voice and, and, and to listen. And, and quite often it is about listening. And Petra, for your agronomists, your trusted advisors out there, often working on their own for very, very long hours, where can they go when they need a bit of support? Uh, we've got lots of, <coughs> excuse me, we've got lots of um, support internally, um, whether that's independent um, support which which we have available to everyone or or each other um, and you know one of the the things I always say to people is is, is talk you know you, it's just what you said there Mark if you had a bad day talk to someone. Thanks Petra uh, wonderful advice there um, we're coming towards the end of our podcast which is a shame because uh, we could talk for hours on this subject it's so important couldn't we but what top tip would you like listeners to take away and think about um after listening to this podcast. Mark, you go first. I, th I think for me, it's about recognising that we all have uh, a personal and, a, and a, uh, an individual responsibility um, to create healthy and productive cultures within the, the place we work, the, the families we live in, um, to look out for others, um, to look out for ourselves, take responsibility for our own health. Thank you, Mark. And Petra, what one key message would you like listeners to take away today? I think Mark has probably just wrapped it up beautifully there, actually, because I think my key message is to make sure you look after yourself um, and make sure that <coughs> you can recognise when you're starting to struggle and recognise it early uh, and reach out. Thank you, Petra, and thank you, Mark, for your thoughts and insights and really positive ideas to help us all manage our farm businesses and indeed ourselves so that we can all enjoy success in what we do. That's it for this podcast, but do tune in again as we meet the experts throughout the season, exploring the many immediate and longer-term questions for growers and farmers in the UK. If you have any questions that you'd like us to ask the experts, email info at agri.co.uk. See you next time.